This podcast is reserved for audiences 18 years and older. Hello, and welcome to Leather Talk with Mr. Bullet Leather 2020. I'm your host, Brandon. Our next guest describes themselves as a bonafide butch queen and is known for skillfully entering the room purse first. He's involved with organizations such as Piasos and the AIDS Life Cycle and holds the titles of Mr. Sister Leather 2020 and Mr. Los Angeles Leather 2022. Get ready for some more Leather Talk. Brandon, you're Mr. Bullet Leather 2020, and today we have Angel. Hi, Angel. Hello, how's it going? Good. I got you to come all the way to the other side of the hill for me. How was the drive? It was long. I had to take my passport in order to get here. (laughs) (laughs) Angel, um, I can't wait for our recording today. I've been trying to get you for years. Um, This is true, very true. (laughs) I think like when you first started this. When I first started this two years ago. Um, but for those audience members who might not be familiar with who you are, could you give us a little snapshot of you? So yeah, my name is Angel. My pronouns are he, him, she, her. I am your current reigning Mr. Sister Leather 2020 and your Mr. Los Angeles Leather 2022. Yeah. That's it? Um, I'm 40-something <laughs> years old. Okay. I'm 41. I'm a cancer. Oh, I, I like long walks on the beach. Oh, very nice, very nice. Did you say you identify as homosexual? A little bit, kind of. Okay. Here and there, it depends what night. <laughs> okay. What part of the week it is. As long as it ends with a D-A-Y, I'm totally homosexual. Totally gay. Got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> verse, total verse. Um, so I guess, Angel, we should sort of do a background of like where, how we're connected. And it's funny because I don't feel like we know each other that well on a personal level and that's kind of why i'm excited to have you here in my gay office today this is very true i feel like we just got like pushed into this brotherhood but covid happened and it's like who are you yeah exactly (laughs) you were at my um competition when i went i have a picture up there at the bullet bar with your gay arm around me queer arm total queer queer arm um and i was just like who are all these people? We were supposed to go on a bar crawl and get to know each other. Oh, that's right. We didn't get to do nothing. Shut down. Everything yep. shut down. COVID said not today. Mm-hmm. Not tomorrow. Not, not yeah. this year. Not next year. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. <laughs> so it was like a, kind of a unique uh, class experience, I would say. What was, <laughs> like, what were you doing all this time? Um, so at the beginning of COVID, I actually had a job. And then COVID said, nope. We were going to eliminate your position. So I scrambled around, and in my mind, I was like, what am I going to do for money? So mm-hmm. I decided to learn how to sew. Within about a week, I was making masks. And the masks I made, they pretty much sold all over the world. Wow. Paris, Canada, Ireland. That's amazing. Yeah. I was commissioned by uh, the Leather Archive and Museum. I did masks for them. 
And I did like some, I found my own little niche. I mm -hmm. took some Tomifilin hankies and I made those into masks. Oh, I think I've seen those. And I wanted to buy one and they were out. They were all out. You know what? I'm so sorry about it. <laughs> I, wanted I was a, in high demand. I wanted a little, little yellow one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And so I think the last, the next time we saw each other would have been a couple years later. Um, a year and a half later when we all started to jump on the boat for LAL. Is that when it was? Or I feel like we might have did something before that. No? Wasn't Eagle already open? I can't really remember. You, but yeah, actually, no, um, I think you're probably right. I think you wanted me to do like a strip show. Oh, I was He was trying have... to whore me out, you guys. I mean, with that big old. <laughs> 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 what can I say? Mm. Um, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I was about to host an event at Eagle, and then COVID again said, not today, ma'am. Yeah. Not tomorrow. Yeah. It, it really put a... A damper, a damper on, everything. on everything. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Well, I guess we'll come back to the competition, because all of this kind of leads to, to your journey where you're at today. But I want to get to know you a little bit more, because like I said, we don't really know each other all personally that well. You're 42 years young. I can't believe you're 42. Shut up. I know. Up. I look like I'm 19, 20. I'm going to start calling you daddy. <laughs> Whatever, girl, you out your mind. <laughs> I go by boy, thank you. I flag on the right because bottoms are always right. Mm, okay, okay. <laughs> I guess we wouldn't work out that. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of a switch. Depends. Depends on the chemistry. Uh, okay, so Angel, when did you discover for yourself that you were queer or gay or however different from the rest of the crowd. So actually, I was just thinking about this the other day when, may she rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John passed away. I watched Grease. And I'm sitting there thinking and I'm watching Danny Zuko, John Travolta, and I'm like, you know what? This is when I started thinking I was gay. The 501 jeans, the white t-shirt, the leather mm. jacket. Uh, the hair. Yeah, I think that's when it all went, yes, girl, you're gay. You wow. like dick and ass. So, <laughs> how old were you then? To be honest, I don't know. I think it was you're like... You were just a kid. Uh, yeah, elementary yeah. school. But that's when I knew I was different for sure. Yeah. But growing up, I had a lot of girlfriends. Had to. I had a machismo father. Yeah. So it yeah. was a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> a lot. And did you think like, oh, maybe... Maybe I'll be into girls or... I, I tried it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of consider myself fluid. I could definitely have sex with a girl. But when it comes to, like, relationship, it's with a man. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why. But that's just the way I'm programmed. Yeah. But, yeah, I've been with plenty. I think I've had, like, my longest... My long-term relationship was three years. With a, with a girl? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And are you in any current relationship now? <laughs> Are you choking on your wine? <laughs> oh. Um, you see these two hands? Oh. <laughs> That's your relationship. I'm in a thruple. So, uh, you're ambidextrous, I see. <laughs> but yeah, no. It's my actual last time I had a relationship was back in 2013. That's back when I was diagnosed positive. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that adds a whole element that I was not aware of as well. So we're getting to know each other quickly. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Well, how did your machismo father take it when you 
Or did you not come out to Oh, him? no, I did. I was kind of forced out of the closet. I was mm. thrown out, literally. Yeah. Uh, good old days of AOL Messenger. I don't know if you Damn. know what that is. Yeah. But um, I was on there in a chat group, M for M. <laughs> and I had this, like, long-term relationship with, like, this guy from Virginia. My parents found out, and my dad was really pissed. We went for a ride. And I remember this was like the longest car ride of my life. And my dad was just like, if you're going to be gay, get the fuck out of my house. I will not have anything gay in my house. I remember at one point, I, like, I tried to like jump out of the truck, and my dad was like, come here. <laughs> so that didn't work. Wow. But yeah, um, it took a couple years, maybe about like five or six years for my dad to come around. And that's because my stepmom had found out he was fucking around on her. He had to go move in with his coworker who was gay and didn't realize until he moved in. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. I said at the beginning of this podcast, no drama, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> you not wow. know who I am. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. So were you in high school at that point? Um, actually, it was right after high school. Actually, no. At this age, I'm forgetting things. This was after high school, after I came back from the military. Good old don't ask, don't tell. You just keep getting more and more interesting, Angel. <laughs> There's a lot of things people don't know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Airborne infantry. There's a lot, girl. It depends what slippery slope you want to go down, being honest. Okay. There's a lot. So. All right. You're going to guide this, but yeah, it's a slippery, slippery slope. Got it. Angel, the slippery slope. Mm -hmm. Next. Oh, no, bro. You get a car. You get a car. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about military. You went to the military. Yes, I was in the Army. Right out uh, of high school? Right out of high school, yes. And whose decision was that? Mine to prove to my dad that I was like this big old man. We grew up in the day, well, in the 90s, it was like, you weren't allowed to be out. You definitely had to hide it. And then growing up in a Hispanic household, like that was just totally taboo. Mm -hmm. That's like a no, 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 no. And... I felt like I had to overcompensate knowing who I was as a person and trying to fight it. So in my mind, to make my dad proud of who I was, I decided to go to the military. Hmm. That didn't really work out, though. Yeah. Yeah. When you came back from the military, that's when that whole situation happened when yeah. in the truck. So at that point, like... At what point did you realize, like, nothing I ever do is going to make me machismo enough? Nothing is. Oh, that him. took me a while. That's like, that's some inner stuff. Like, you have to do your inner demons. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily demons, because that's, I feel like that's the wrong way to word it, but acceptance. Mm -hmm. I feel like even in that day of time, it's what's much harder to say, yeah, I'm flamboyant and this is it, and period, love it or leave it. Yeah. But now, now in times, yeah, you accept who you are. You definitely love it or fuck you. Who cares? If you could go back, would you have done that sooner? <sighs> it's kind of hard to say because the times were just different. Who's to know if I would have done it sooner? What kind of backlash I would have gotten mm -hmm. in retaliation? How my dad would have been? Yeah. Bad enough, I was already this fanboy as it was. So yeah, trying to hide it was... <laughs> <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> so, 
So that came naturally to you, just being a little bit more. Yeah, extra, little yeah. flair, little pep yeah. in my step. Did you feel like you had to micromanage every movement when you were around your dad? Or were you like oh that 24 Oh my God, yes. I felt like I had to like completely change my composure and the way I talked, the way I spoke, everything. Everything was different. When you were alone, was that still in the back of your mind? Were you still trying to... Oh, no, honey. I would be in my own room with the door closed, <laughs> blasting the music, listening to some En Vogue, Janet Jackson, Cindy Lauper. No, honey, I was doing my thing, living my best <laughs> life in my room. <laughs> Using a sheet as my dress. Yes. yes. <laughs> we all did it. <laughs> oh. oh, the good old days. He ever catch you? No. No, because I had a lock on my door. Mm. That makes one of us. You didn't have a lock on your door? Nope. I got caught one time playing the guitar naked. Child. Mm -hmm. No. Yep. Parents just think they can walk in. Right? Like <laughs> like they own the place. Like they like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. This is why I love you. Okay. Oh boy. And on that note, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> hey, there's no locks on my doors here. This is a Open, I see that. Open concept. Mm -hmm. There's a hole over there, a hole over there. I feel like all this padding on the walls can be <laughs> super loud. Yeah. You might push me against the wall. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So, okay, you go to the military. At this point, you've kind of come to terms with the fact that you're gay for yourself, like internally. Mm -hmm. Very much that. When you went to the military, we were under that, that kind of system of the don't ask, don't tell. And what was your experience there with other people i mean did you still feel like you had to hide were there allies um so oh god i uh, back in the don't ask don't tell it was you really had to like compensate again just to make sure you weren't being a certain way acting a certain way because the drill sergeants would definitely pick up on that and kick your ass mm -hmm. like hardcore and I'm not proud of this at all, but there were some some gentlemen doing firewatch. Firewatch is the whole purpose of that is to make sure you're safe at night, make sure like nobody's gonna come in, infiltrate you, you're not gonna get shot up, you're not gonna get bombed. And these two gentlemen were caught in the shower. Oh, fuck. Yeah, fucking. And it was bad. It was bad. They got jumped, they got their ass beat. I wasn't very proud of the situation at all, but it was like, those were the times. It was just, that was the time. Yeah. 99. Yeah. Not proud of it at all. What was the point of don't ask, don't tell then if they were still getting jumped? You, so you're not supposed to act like it. It was okay for you to be. Don't act like, don't talk about it. Mm. Nothing like that. It's just pushed under the rug. It's like we know it exists. We're kind of acknowledging, acknowledging you, but at the same time, we're not. Right. Right. Yeah. So was that scary for you to see that happen? Very much so. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Because at any time, I could have been next. Yeah. I mean, I would have been caught. I mean, no, I would like to have been caught fucking, but no. Yeah. Well, I mean, after that incident, did, I mean, did you ever pursue anybody while you were in the military then? Oh, no. Really? No, 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 sex. no, 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 no. Really? No, that's that's Shut a up. I don't big believe old. you. I'm gonna ask you again. Uh, well, that's why Angel? I'm making up for it now. <laughs> I'm making up for it now. That's why she's a big old hoe now. Wow, really? Then no, yeah. Then no, child, no, no, 
No, so I wasn't this well. No, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh-huh. I was not, I hadn't embraced who I was fully. Mm. It took a lot for me to go through a lot of drama, a lot of dark spaces for me to finally accept who I was. Yeah. Yeah, I think I finally started accepting fully me at the age of like 27 or 30. Wow. Yeah. How long were you in the military for? Um, so that's the other thing is with the military, I was injured. Okay. I was, I've been a dancer my whole life. Mm-hmm. Another story. Okay. <laughs> I've been yeah. a dancer all my life and my knees are really bad. Mm-hmm. And my doctor had to lie in order for me to go to the military during training. Mm. During training, uh, we went to go qualify with our M16s. And there was two people that didn't qualify at all, and I was making fun of them. And I was on the third floor. We had a fire drill, and these two little fuckers pushed me down the flight of stairs, and I go down three flights of stairs. They thought it would be funny? I guess it was for them, not for me, because I ended up in crutches in a wheelchair. Wow. Yeah, so that was my... And your knees were already fucked up. Yeah, and now I got to use knee pads, girl. <laughs> she has a good old-fashioned arthritis oh my god <laughs> wow i mean but jokes on them right because that once you're injured in the military don't they kind of take care of your well that's a process they totally fuck with you like that too really like getting a medical separation it was going to take me about two years of just bullshit getting my ass beat being yelled at mm. being picked on one time I went to go get my food in the cafeteria and I couldn't hang on to my tray the right way and my crutches. Mm-hmm. So a drill sergeant came by and just hit my tray of food down. And then I had to pick up all my food off of the floor. Wow. Yeah. Military, isn't it great? What the fuck? <laughs> no, but no, I give it yeah. up to everybody that served in the military. That is, we need them. Yeah. But yeah, my experience wasn't that great. Wow. So... You come back from the military. You come out to dad. It's a disaster. Mm -hmm. But at this point, you're what, 27, 28, something like that? No. I came out at the age of 21. I was 21 or 22. Oh, I see. So this is like in the process of of all of that. Okay. So then when do you come out fully and accept yourself fully? I don't think I got... The real opportunity to come out fully once I had told my dad, my dad went and told everybody on that side of the family. When I told my mom, I feel like with my mom's side, it's like we kind of talk about things, but then we don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, my mom's very... Like they're acknowledged and they're left alone. Yeah. Like it's there, okay. Yeah. And she'll never say, like if I had a boyfriend, she'll never say, how's your boyfriend? It's always, how's your friend? Yeah. Same thing with my, yeah, my family. They still call it my friend, and I'm like, "Bitch, we're married." That part. <laughs> and uh, we've stopped coming to visit and stay over because when we weren't married, they would say, "Oh well, you're not married, so you can't sleep in the same bed." My sister's married too, <laughs> so she's sleeping with her. Now we're married. It's still a policy. I said, "I'm not, we're not doing this." We yeah. got a hotel, and I'm like, "If you want to spend time with us, sure, this is your house." Your rules, but you're also invalidating my marriage. Exactly. Like, 
you know yeah it's just really bullshit but that's latino families for you they oh my god big time yeah i think we all have that story go hispanics (laughs) 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 just kidding and it was it's funny because you know i mean i don't know about you but we like my family's big we have like there's like five daughters on my mom's side and like four kids on my dad's side and they all have their kids who have a million kids and their ki- and you know what I mean. No, girl, my parents watched TV, so they weren't busy. Doing they weren't busy. <laughs> no. Well, when I came out, half of the family was like, it, it created this fucking um, great wall because over Christmas, like two other of my my cousins came out, and ha- all of us are on this huge group text of like thirty people. They're like, oh yeah, well, I'm gonna have in Christmas this year, but um, if you're gay or bisexual or whatever, LGBT, don't bring your um, partners because i don't oh, want to wow. explain that to my kids and then it created this whole i didn't say anything but one of the other straight people who are on my side they're like an ally and he's like that's fucking bullshit and he calls them out <laughs> and it created this huge war oh in my, my family God. over christmas this is last year and it's just hilarious like it's not that big of a deal what do you think we're going to be doing sitting on each other's cocks at the christmas party oh i would love that <laughs> That's a different kind of Christmas I was party. just watching like a porn this earlier this morning and totally jacking off to something like that. It was like they were at like, I think it was like a Thanksgiving dinner. Oh the, no, the not that one. The dropped a fork under the table. No, not that one. Yeah. No, he takes the turkey. <laughs> oh my God, I think we're talking about the same one. We are talking about the same one. <laughs> I love this for us. This is horrible. We're da- we're, we're terrible. Horse, <laughs> fucking horse. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's so interesting. I didn't know all of this about you before. So, okay, HIV positive. Yes. When? How? What's so, your journey with that? Um, I had a partner for about four or five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, two little girls. I was his first, and towards the end of the relationship, I noticed. Well. We were very active. Kids were in softball, um, soccer. And towards the end, I noticed, like, his softball practices were late at night all the time. And they would go longer. And here I am being a dummy, naive person. Okay, I'll take care of the kids. Well, um, finally I came home. Half of this stuff was gone in our apartment. Shit. And... Finally, I moved out to Long Beach, but I noticed, like, my health was declining. I was losing a lot of weight. Uh, My equilibrium was off, like, big time. Yeah. And I went and got tested. It was, like, I think it was 420. I think it was. And what year is this? 2013. Wow. Yeah. So this is, like, isn't, that's, like, around the time when PrEP was just even becoming a, a topic. I think it was, yes. Because I, I remember it was, was like new when I started taking it. It was like 2013, 2014 or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I went through a lot, a lot of health complications. But yeah, I've been undetectable. Actually, I think like about eight months after I found out. Mm-hmm. Undetectable. U equals U. Wow. E- emotionally, like what did you go through when you heard the words or the, you saw those results from your doctor? Like, what was that like for you? Um, <laughs> um, so that day 
I went to out of the closet to go get tested. Mm-hmm. It was a five-minute rapid test. You sit in this little office by yourself. I had told my stepmom. My stepmom and I are really close. I had told her, you know, I think something's wrong. I'm hearing rumors about my ex. But I told her I lost a lot of weight and how my equilibrium has been messed up. And I started getting spots all over my body. Wow. Um, um, finding, like, how much your life, in that moment, how much, like, your life is going to be different. It's, I can't really explain, like, the emotion behind it. But automatically for me, it was like, what am I going to be putting my family through? Hmm. Like, how much pain are they going to have to deal with? And I felt like at the moment, like, I have to now take care of them. Because like, mm-hmm. they're going to be busy, worried about me. Yeah. And I feel like I took everything off of me so that way I didn't have to deal with me. Because I didn't want to deal with it. But I think finally once it hit me is when... That same day, I'd call my stepmom, and I told her, and she's like, do you want to talk to your dad? And I was like, yeah. But apparently, my dad had a party that day at his house. So my dad called me a little bit later, and as soon as I got on the phone, like, I kind of, like, lost my shit. I was just like, Dad, I'm sorry. And he was like, why? I was like, I'm so sorry, because I just became, like, a statistic now. And he's like, what's wrong? I was like, you know, I'm positive. <clears throat> my dad was very supportive immediately he was just like you know tell me what we gotta do I don't know nothing about this you gotta you gotta teach me I gotta learn we're gonna we're in this together that's the thing my dad has as a family we can get through anything hmm. alone it's gonna be harder but yeah it took me about maybe about a a year and a half to be able to say it out loud. Yeah. To be able to tell anybody to accept it, to say, I have it, it doesn't have me. It, it took a while, it took a while. But I found a lot of strength in saying, I'm positive, mm-hmm. I'm positive. It got to the point where it was just like second nature. I'd be talking to somebody new and I'd be like, hey, yeah, well, you should know I'm also HIV positive. And I didn't care what anybody thought anymore. Yeah. There's a lot of power in that. A lot of power in just accepting and admitting. Yeah. And accepting your truth. Yeah. So it must have gotten easier the more you you said it? Or? Very much that. It became easy. Not only that, um, I got involved. I did AIDS walk. Mm-hmm. I felt like immediately like I had to get back. Yeah. Like I was getting services that helped me and that I found out I was positive. I was able to get medication. And then once I got back on my feet, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I got to figure a way of either paying it back or making sure other people have resources. So the first thing I did was the AIDS walk. And my sisters were behind me doing it. My family was behind me doing it. Then I took a break, and then I found out about AIDS life cycle. Hmm. And then I became active with AIDS life cycle. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that that's sort of a big step for your dad to have that response. Isn't it? I mean... That took a lot of growth from my dad. And I feel like my dad's journey, my I, I guess, I don't know how to word this right way, but I guess my dad's queer journey mm-hmm. started when my stepmom kicked him out of the house. And I feel like he, his eyes opened to the world finally. And mm-hmm. I feel like my dad, being a Latino man, 
they lived in like this bubble of what life is supposed to be like. Yeah. And I feel like he realized there's more to life. And yeah, that was, I think my dad now we talk about and it's just like, it's there. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard because like, I get it when you, when you're raising kids, you have like this image in your mind of what they're going to be like and like what you're raising them to be like and the morals and the values. And then like all of a sudden you find out there's somebody totally different which is okay, but for some parents, it's like... That's not what I was raising. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, who are sure. you? It's in... I don't understand. What did yeah. I do? Yeah. And I think that's super hard for parents. Being yeah. a parent doesn't come with a, a book. Yeah. It doesn't say, hey, you got to do this, 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 follow this step. Right. No. Yeah. But yeah. I'm very happy for like the... It sucked what my dad had to go through, but at the same time, it felt like it made both of us stronger, and our our relationship is much stronger, much much stronger. So, does he come out to your your perform your drag and your? <laughs> oh no, honey! No, no, not no, like no, that. no, 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 no. But I actually had me being in the leather scene for a while really <laughs> yeah Eventually, even though growing up but wait growing up there was kama sutra books all over the place my stepmom would come out with these coochie cutter shorts coochie cutter shorts honey <laughs> honey daisy dukes but like higher <laughs> so yeah like sex was very open in my dad's house very much we're walking around our underwear very much mm, that okay but i just I don't know. I stayed quiet. I just stayed quiet. It's funny to me, though, because like leather is like a celebration of hyper masculinity traditionally. So if anything, I would think that he'd be kind of excited that you were like putting on leather gear and getting all. I get that for sure. And I feel like my dad might be into leather because he has chops. He has a leather jacket. He has like some leather things. And yeah. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> So I got it from you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, but you also do drag too, don't you? No, baby. Life is a drag. Life is a drag. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't do drag. No, okay. No. I thought I saw you do drag once. Maybe that was Maybe for else. AIDS life cycle. I've done it one okay. time for that, and I look like an ugly chola. That was you then. <laughs> 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 it's like what you ordered versus what you received. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I ordered on Amazon. <laughs> oh, good old Wish. Yeah, Wish. Shout out to Wish. <laughs> Not sponsored. <but laughs> it's funny because I remember when I first started coming into like the leather scene. I got I was all proud because I had got my my leather harness over at Mister S, and I spent like four hundred dollars, yeah. something crazy. And I'm coming out, and I'm I'm looking at the sky, and I'm like, wow. I really like your harness. Where'd you get it? He's like, wish. Oh my God, no. I just, I I still have credit card payments on this one. Like what? But wait, was it leather? Uh, I don't, it looks like leather. I didn't touch it, but. It's probably that faux leather. It's probably the faux leather. We all got to start somewhere. (laughs) I mean, I am not knocking it. You do not need to spend a lot of money on gear to make you a part of any kind of community, anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that, that's what a lot of people need to get away from that stigma. I mean, well, speaking of, how did you find yourself here? Of all places, the leather community in Los Angeles. 
So I find my I found myself. I made my way through the leather community. I started out at Fault Line. Okay. Once you had sex with everyone there, you moved on to the next one. Well, you know what? It took me a while to do that. (laughs) I was a fly on the wall for a while. Really? I was a big old fly on the wall. But like it was a big old turn on seeing all these men around and every now and then you go to the bathroom and you get a peek at some dick. Every now and then you enter a stall. Yeah. You might get kicked out for being in the stall. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, um, that's where it all started for me. And then I heard about Eagle. I went to Eagle and I was on like a Saturday night. And honey, if I was a virgin, I was never a virgin again. (laughs) I think I took so many loads and I gave so many loads. I left like the most happiest boy. (laughs) (laughs) It was like Disneyland for me. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, so thankful. So you just, what, you heard about it on? I was at Fault Line and somebody mentioned it. Hey, you should come to Eagle one time. And I was like, okay. So I met up with some random folks. What what night was that? Do you remember? I don't know. Child, this is like about 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Maybe 11, yeah. (laughs) And so were people in leather gear and everything there, or? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Faultline, Faultline was like, I felt it because I was going Sunday Fun Days. It was like leather friendly. It wasn't like necessarily everybody's in gear, but then right. once you went to Eagle, it was like, Eagle was a different <sighs> story. Yeah. Still to this day, on you know, Tuesday night, you can go over <laughs> there. There's people in gas masks. And... I love it there. Yeah. Every yeah. time I just have like a little itch to go, f- I just go by. <laughs> You gotta love the restroom of the good old dark corner. Oh my gosh. I'll have to bleep out the name of a bar that we're talking about. Oh, did I just say that? Oh my god, I did, huh? Well, there's a good an event to go to on Saturdays called Vaseline Alley. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Have you ever been to the actual Vaseline Alley? No. We should go together. It's, Where's this it's at? It's apparently back. Um, COVID kind of brought it back, apparently. Wait. So Va- Vaseline Alley is... Um, from my understanding, historically, an alley that's behind an old adult bookstore that used to be a huge cruising spot um, back before the apps. And apparently COVID brought that back out because I'm on the sniffies and I see all the cruising spots. Oh, I love the sniffs. I love the Child, sniffs. Child, let too. me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Anywhere I go, I'm like, okay, I need a little hookup real fast. It's sickening how amazing it is. You know, is. it's like an Uber for sex. Yeah. It's oh, and people it. I find on there are more willing to for right now. Yeah, it's um, not like oh I want a relationship or let's chit chat. Yeah. No, either I want your dick yeah. or your hole, your mouth. It's like I'm in the bathroom go. at this park. Yes, like, meet me there in five mm-hmm. minutes. You don't even know who I look like, but and I don't care. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I made the first mistake. I was like, oh, maybe this is like a new grinder. And I, I, my first mistake was I like put it out there. And I was like, oh, looking for blah, blah, blah. As soon as I put it out, boom, 10 hits. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, this is the real deal. I- <laughs> <laughs> this is legit. I didn't mean to make a commitment so fast. <laughs> I wanted to get on my way. I was going to get on it on my way over here. Then I was like, no, I will be super we don't have late no for time. this. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, the park's just down the street, so you might find a. You know, there's a bookstore not that far. J-ins. There's a few bookstores. All I know, J-ins. yeah, yeah. And we'll beep that name out too. Oh shit! <laughs> Dang, I'm ruining everything. 
can't take me nowhere. No, there is something really hot about, okay, let's just kind of sit on this for a minute. There's something. Let's sit on this. I love that. <laughs> let's sit on this together. Uh, <laughs> there's something really hot about leather in the sense that like, well, like one, it's old. It has a history. And with that history comes like some of these things that I think that, at least for me, my generation missed out on, like the cruising in the park, the adult bookstores with the whole glory holes in the back, the Vaseline alleys, those experiences because of technology have changed completely. And I feel like there's a lot of experiences that you can still have being a part of the leather scene because like that's where a lot of it came from like a lot of the cruising and a lot of the culture and the the flagging like all of those things that are sort of like archaic today are still celebrated in some ways and it's sort of like stepping back into a time that i'm going to use this word but it's there's probably a better word for it but like a time of that's more innocent <laughs> <laughs> In the sense that, like, it's not—it's not been, um, what's the word? Monetized. Like our sex yes. lives have been monetized Correct. by apps. Your apps, apps galore. And the cruising on the apps is often the magic is gone of meeting someone, some random person yeah. that you don't know, looking yeah. at their dick over at the stall, or you just glancing at one another, checking out each other's crotch. Yes. Yes. The magic that you're talking about when you first went to, you know, that bar that we won't speak of. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry you've never had that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. <laughs> I have had that. I'm just saying that's what I enjoy about the leather suit. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. I was going to say, come hang out with me, kid. <laughs> but it's just it's just funny to me because it's like um it's it's kind of second nature for us now to like immediately turn to our phones to find something and it's like maybe it takes a little bit more work and time but that's part of the fun of it like the the journey well see for me yes if like i'm at home being lazy yeah i'm gonna get order on in, yeah. yeah i'm gonna order it to go totally uber eats wait can i say uber <laughs> sure <laughs> um but no but like Really, I'm the kind of person, I'm just going to go to a park. Yeah. I'm just going to go to the park. I'm going to go to the mall, be in that stall waiting, looking for that shadow that's shaking back and forth. Yeah. That's me. I love that. I love that. I love the rush of that. Do you remember the first time that you went cruising? And did you even know that you were cruising until it happened? Or I went to a bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a bookstore because I had heard about, like, the glory holes in the back. Uh However, I never understood it. And they're like, yeah, you go to the arcade. And I was like, what is an arcade at these bookstores? What do you mean? What am I playing? I don't understand. And then I went to the arcade, and you definitely play a game back there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how does this work? Because I've never been to the back of a bookstore. Okay, so when you go, from what I heard, (laughs) <laughs> so no, you go, you're going to buy like either a card or they give you tokens or something like that. And like you're just busy walking around and usually you like see somebody going to a booth and you know on the other side like it's there's the hole there and you're just going in there and either sucking some dick and your dick sucked, getting fucked, fucking. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Well, what if you, what if you don't... Um 
What if somebody comes in on the other side? That you oh, even better. That, that you don't Spit want roast to. me. That you don't know. <laughs> Hold on. God damn it. That I don't want? Yeah. Yeah. But see, that's, for me, that's the whole thing the that I get off on. I don't want to know who the hell you are. Yeah. I don't care. I'm there just to use you for one thing, and it's sex. Yeah. That's all I want. I want your dick. I want your load. Or I want your whole period, point blank. Let me get this and go. And you walk out. And you realize it was your dad. Screw you. <laughs> I, oh, my God. No, it never, ever should be my dad. Oh, my God. No. I, <laughs> now I can never, ever go <laughs> to a bookstore. Now it's gonna, you're going to no. be afraid it's going to be your dad. Well, he don't live out here, so I can't. Well, okay. Still, girl, <laughs> you kind of tarnished that now. Oh, God. Thank you for coming to my podcast. We're leaving. Okay, your stepdad. Not your real dad. <laughs> my stepdown? <laughs> no, your stepdad. Uh, my stepdad. Oh, not my stepdad either. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't do this. Um, none of my family ever hears this. Because <laughs> I do have a hot cousin. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We all have a hot cousin. Oh, child. I wish he was like my third or fourth. But he's not. Yeah, but you have your first cousins and then your and second, second cousins. Yeah. yeah. That's how it works, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mean girls. <laughs> okay, so you discover the eagle. Mm-hmm. You discover fault line. Mm-hmm. At, at what point do you slap on a harness and call yourself leather? So I had learned about a contest and I was at fault line. Okay. And I had learned about a title called Mr. Sister. And that's when I seen the lovely Marpa Franzoni in his leather gear. And I started talking to Scarlett. And that's when I really was like, oh, my God. I love the smell of this. I wish I owned something. Because leather always made me feel like, mm, yeah, like that sexual. Mm-hmm. So I found out about Off Sunset. And I was like, you know, I can't go to Off Sunset. I don't have any leather gear. I don't have nothing. And my friend was like, just come pick me up and I have something for you. And that was the first time I wore a harness was at Off Sunset. And for those who don't know what Off Sunset is, what is that? Off Sunset is like our leather leather festival pride type like day. It usually happens after the Mr. Los Angeles leather contest. So that would be like the victory party per se. For you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very much that. (laughs) We're getting there. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so you slap on a harness, you head out to Off Sunset. Yes, and then I enjoyed all the fuckery. I got paddled there. I got flogged. That's where I found out I love being flogged. I love being cattailed. I always knew I was into biting, but I never knew like it was a thing. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, yep, I'm a houndstooth bitch on right and left. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was like all of a sudden the doors just opened up. As soon as I went to Fault Line, it was like, here's Disneyland. So you, you just started a whole journey of self-discovery on top of everything else. Yes. It was like everything all at once. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's go through your fetishes and, and your kinks one more time. So we, you find out you're into biting, mm-hmm. cattail, mm-hmm. flogging. Mm-hmm. I love them. some shibari. Okay. Um, I'm totally into like the whole just NSA, anonymous. I don't want to know who you are. Glory holes, 
totally into that. I'm totally like, uh, you could put a hood on me. I don't want to see nothing. Mm -hmm. Use me. I love to be spit on. I love to be smacked. Wow. I love to have my back scratched. I love somebody to worship my feet. I love feet. I love pits. <laughs> I love pits. What else? That's I'm, all. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> I am sure there's more. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> sure, there's so much more. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Are you into a like a power exchange? Yeah. Dynamic. Yeah. It just depends on the person too. Mm -hmm. It really does. So you consider yourself more of a switch you were saying earlier. Yes, I do. I do. It's just like, again, like you said, the dynamics. It mm -hmm. totally depends. Just my connection, the vibe. So Off Sunset comes, and your original ti OG title is Mr. Sister Weather 2020. Yes, it is. <laughs> so talk us through your journey to that decision um, to compete for that. So I had heard, like I said earlier, I heard about the title at fault line marpa was the title holder at that time and i believe they were looking for somebody to run for the title but it was a was a year so anybody else that had already had a previous title that's who was supposed to run for the title so nobody ran hmm. for the title in for 2019 um finally i was like you know what i love the sisters i love what they're about i kind of felt like i embodied like what they represented mm. And of course, I felt like a big old Mr. Sister myself. So I decided to run for Mr. Sister. Before you go there, mm -hmm. some people are listening to this and you're like thinking, who the hell are the sisters? They're, they're oh, going yeah. to the convent. They're going to <laughs> the church down the street. My sister. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking about the Los Angeles Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Okay. And for those that do not know who they are, they're a bunch of sisters in white face that stand before people who do not... Like the Christian Mongols that stand there at pride that hate us and they stand in front of them and bless them and let us to carry on. Their whole mission is like if they could come out in a white face looking like clowns, like as they do, we can come out and be whoever we want. Hmm. So, yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, I, whenever I see them around, it's sort of like this. Um, how do I describe the sisters? They're always just hilarious and they're just doing off the wall shit and... <laughs> I think I, I've been blessed by one with a dildo once. Yes. And, like, they'll just walk around, and, and it's sort of like a, an F you to the whole religious oppression that you may have experienced in your life, and it's, like, funny at the same time, but it's it's just, like, like you're saying, like, allows you to kind of open up and just be, be yourself. You. Like, that's 100%. the energy. 100%. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So you all you always saw yourself as sort of a, sis a Mr. Sister. Um, so I, what's funny is I've always thought of myself as Mr. Sister, but it was way before any of this. It had to mm. do with Will and Grace. Really? <laughs> yeah. That was a groundbreaking show for the time. <laughs> because I think, I don't know if it was Jack or Will, one of them called, um, you're the mister to my sister or something like that. And I was like, oh. I am a Mr. Sister. Oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah. So I've always felt that way. And then once I learned about this, I was like, oh my God, girl, this is coming full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then I ran for the title. And what was that? What, how do they run their competition? Is it the same competition layout? It. I think all of ours are pretty much basically the same. Okay. Yeah, you have your meet and greet. Then you have your interviews the next day, mm -hmm. the contest that night, your speech. Now, when you went to the interview, 
Were you totally nervous and shaking? Because I totally was when I went to my interviews. So, yes, I couldn't. So, I don't know if you remember during for our whole LAL run. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if you were there, but on stage for a meet and greet, I just kept sidestepping. I could not stay still at all. Really? At all. So, for when I ran for Mr. Sister, I just remember being in there at Eagle and everybody just like staring at me. And Who's I was like, this slut? Yeah, who is she? <laughs> Who's this girl? <laughs> and I just felt, I was a little intimidated, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? I don't know who the fuck you are. You don't know who the fuck I am. <laughs> Love it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, you have nothing to prove to anybody. Because no, no one knows who you are. Like, Even, I feel like I, nowadays, I don't have anything to prove to anybody. It's proven to myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, that's why I ran for the title, just to prove to myself that I could do it. And just to bring a little more faggotry to everything. Awesome. Yeah. Did you guys have a fantasy? No, we didn't have to do... No, no, no. no, no, no. that. I feel like we stepped away from all of that. Really? Did you have to do one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. Wait, were you there? Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, you did. I think you're the only one. The only competition that has a fantasy? I think you're the only one who did a fantasy. Did CSW? I don't know. I don't think I don't think you did. But let me tell you about the fantasy because I jumped on this train kind of late. I was like, you know, I'm I'm going to run for it. It, it. There's a story behind it. You can listen to my other podcast about it. But I found <laughs> out like two days before our dad daddy goes, oh, make sure you have your fantasies all ready to go. Anything you need, uh, let me know and we'll get it together. And I'm like, fantasies? <laughs> what is a fantasy? So I... I asked Gabriel Green because he was going to be the one that was like emceeing it. And he's like, bitch, you don't know what a fantasy is? I was like, no. And I was like, oh, my God. I went to bed that night so worried. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I wake up the next day having had this dream. Mm-hmm. And I and I was like, this is my fantasy. I wrote it down. I gave a script to Gabriel Green. I called up a daddy that I knew. And we played out a whole daddy like <laughs> yeah. dumb thing. It was it was great. It was hilarious. One of the best, most memorable moments of my life. I still have pictures, um, which you can find on Instagram and Patreon at Leather Tongue Mr. Bullet. Um, <laughs> I hate your plugs. <laughs> I hate your plugs right now. I think I'm getting a phone call right now. I think I am. <laughs> I'm not getting okay. one. <laughs> um, but anyways, okay, so what were some of the highlights for you, like the most memorable moments of that competition? That made it for you um to be i would have been the night of my actual contest so i belong to a group called payasos and that night all of the payasos showed up and showed out and i think the best part for me was when everybody started chanting in the crowd and they kept saying que perra mi amiga que perra and i just was like oh my god this is amazing I've never had that kind of feeling before on stage. Just like everybody cheering for just you. Yeah. And wanting you just to do good. And yeah, I think that was, that that had to have been well besides winning. But <laughs> yeah, I think that was like the best, the best part during the run. The Like the energy that you're getting from the oh crowd. Oh my God. It was just like intense, insane. Like, yeah, I was told it's never been like that. And yeah, I would say it was very intense. That's something I'll never forget. Yeah. Never, ever, ever forget. 
I mean, I really enjoyed getting to know the two contestants as well. But just for me personally, that one pivotal moment was that. That time. Everybody chanting. Yeah. Yeah. So what did it mean for you? Like, when you won the title, you have the support from the community. Now you have a platform. Did you have any idea what you were going to do with it? Child, no. <laughs> I thought I was going to win and I was just going to have all this sex. <laughs> and I thought it was just going to be like, here, you get to have sex here. You can have sex here. But, yeah, no. I realized, well, with this title, the sisters do not say, like, you have to do anything. There's right. nothing that's required of you or expected. You can do it for fun. It's part of Yeah. The whole reason why this title was created was to make a mockery of the leather titles, to make fun of it. Really? Yeah, it was to line it up. Everything became too serious. Huh. Wow. So the sisters came up with the title, and that's where the title started. Didn't someone run against, like, a plant? (laughs) (laughs) I keep hearing about this. Yes, I believe Sister Unity was the plant. Okay. I'm going to have to interview them. Not not her, the plant. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, because they didn't have any other contestant. (laughs) Imagine if the plant would have won. Oh, my God. Our first Mr. <laughs> Sister plant. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, okay, two years go by, then you have the title. It wasn't what you expected. It wasn't what any of us expected. Any of expected. us expected. We all tried our best, honestly. <laughs> yeah. We really um, did. It was kind of shitty because <laughs> we did miss out on a bonding experience. I know a few of us really, really wanted and tried to make it happen it just wasn't gonna happen it wasn't um unfortunately it's really it was really sad yeah we got really we got ripped off (laughs) yeah we got the short end of the stick but i feel like some of us still tried to connect no matter what yeah but it was just hard i i mean i'm i'm the first person to like plead guilty to not being engaged because i mean we had our our group chats and stuff online and everything i couldn't read all of those messages through i'm trying to make ends meet through a pandemic yeah over the internet and by the end of the day the last thing i want to do is look at a screen and scroll through 30 messages <laughs> like, <laughs> you know and and it, it, it is my own fault for not bonding i would say but like at the same time like there's you have to preserve yourself i feel like to, we all bonded in the best way we could for what we were all going through at the times. Yeah. Not only that, not all of us were okay mentally. I know I was, and I had a big old breakdown. Yeah. I had a huge breakdown. Yeah. Huge. There's, so, forewarning, I'm going to talk about something pretty deep. Um, at the beginning of COVID, I was doing a lot of cocaine. Mm. A lot. Like. Is and, that like a coping mechanism for you, or? It was an escape. Mm-hmm. numbing myself to what was going around in the world because nothing was happening and how do you cope? Yeah. How do you deal with this? And yeah. And then finally I decided I deserve better. Mm-hmm. I'm worth more. I went to school, got my shit together and I haven't touched that God, since the beginning of COVID. Yeah. 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 I mean, we all have those moments of weaknesses. I for one, like, I mean, I, I go out and I drink and pandemic happened 
and we would go through a bottle of wine like boom and then we're like wait then the netflix series is over why is all the wine gone yep and it's like a, a wednesday night because there's n- nothing to do the next yeah, day and yeah and uh after a couple months of that i realized oh shit uh, maybe i should stop drinking at home <laughs> right i think you know? we all had like that little reality check of yeah. like okay what are we doing right now yeah let's evaluate this yeah <laughs> yeah 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 good old covid uh, but I think, I know I stayed active with like BLM. Mm-hmm. I went to all the, a lot of protests and I was handing out water just because that's what was needed, water and snacks. I know at one of the protests, like there was people literally set up with tables, snacks and water, making sure everybody was staying hydrated. It was such a unique time because we had like pivotal moments in our culture. Major. But at the same time, like we're all in lockdown mode and it, it was just crazy it was a crazy time it was too much all at once yeah too much and it's like everything wants to kill us like first covid then delta then omicron then whatever else we had monkey pox now we got polio yeah what's next anthrax anthrax bus another club <laughs> no sleep <laughs> another club yeah <laughs> like are you kidding me <laughs> like when are we gonna get a break here oh uh, yeah i feel like time is getting a little bit better there's some sense of normalcy coming I see back you out and about with your dick out <laughs> it's not always out <laughs> <laughs> it's only sometimes <laughs> oh girl bye i'm leaving <laughs> I feel like I've been leaving a lot during this podcast yeah, right have. now. <laughs> but she's still here. Yes, editing sport. <laughs> leave, come back, leave, come back. Uh, okay, so I, I feel like LAL kicked us back into gear kind of thing. Because everyone was sort of like in their own, you know, Bubble. I was going to say glory holes, foxholes. Yes. Uh, everyone kind of came out of the woodwork all of a sudden. And it was an interesting experience because we did have that like, year and a half of time where there was like no bonding <laughs> and, and then we come together and we're supposed to kind of be this brotherhood and at some point it was to me in my mind it was like let's make the best out of this that we can that's because, all we could do yeah because we have a couple weeks here where we get to choose to when did that moment hit you i know when it hit me when did that moment hit you oh it was when two weeks prior to when the competition was going to happen I was preparing my speech and everything. And then I got asked to work the day of the competition. It was a huge career changing opportunity for me. We were not not going to let you do that, just so you know. (laughs) Thank you. It, 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 It did. It rolled into a huge, a huge step in my career. But it was this moment of like sadness because had it been 2020, easy decision. Oh, yeah. I've had this title for three weeks and now I'm going to run. Who cares if I, at this point, we have two years in. I've been doing this podcast every week, created this kind of sort of online community. And I've now been looking forward to this and working towards this for so long. Yeah. And now this decision comes. And when I saw everybody at the bullet when we did like the number draw, yeah. that was the day where I was like, we're going to enjoy this to its fullest because at this point, that's the only thing that I can do. Yeah. And I couldn't tell anybody about it. So all of you guys were like, hey, Brandon, like, <laughs> and I'm just like, in my heart, I'm like crying, but at the same time, I'm like happy. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 it, 
it was like i describe it as like when somebody tells you that they're pregnant mm-hmm. but it's not your baby <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like an excitement, but it's like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's when it became real for me, once I got on the motorcycle. Yeah. Once I actually sat on that motorcycle and I was like, oh my God, this shit's happening. And I saw you get off onto that red carpet and you were all fab. <laughs> Total fab. Oh. And I told you you were going to lose. <laughs> No, no. Let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. No, 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 no. Okay, Actually, we're out of time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. So, <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Go ahead. Go ahead, kitty girl. This is the funniest part to me. Because, <laughs> fucking... Right, the we, day of the, the contest. The day of the contest. Yes. We get there. And I, I said, I'm going to be here for every minute possible. But I can't be here for the actual competition with the audience, yeah. I can only be here for the interviews because um, those were in the morning. So I was able to make that. So I get up full cow. We're all, you know, getting our stuff together. And right before the interview process, I like round everybody up and basically spill the beans. I'm like, hey, just so you know, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this competition. I'm going to participate. This is why. And uh, everyone was very supportive. But I think I was like number three or four or something. I don't remember what it was. I, whatever number I got, I was. I would think I was before you in the. Interview. I was last. You were last. Okay, yeah. so then yes, I was before you. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so I get up there, um, do my interview, and I come back down, and Angel has those eyes where. Oh, I just heard. Like, you know, oh, I just heard. Uh, and he goes, Hun, how, how did the how did it go? How was the interview? And I look at him and I say, they gave me the title, but I said you could have it. <laughs> oh, my God. And then you fucking win later on that night. <laughs> Literally right when I won, I was like, oh, I wish this fucker was here right now. <laughs> I wish she was here. She could play playing her violin for me. <laughs> but you know what's so wild is that day, I'm on stage, we're recording and practicing and blah, blah, blah. And we do the whole thing. The second my foot hits the floor, because I told AJ, my handler, for the competition, I said, text me as soon as you know who wins. Mm-hmm. The second my left foot touched off stage, my phone vibrates in my pocket. I pull it out. And it says, Angel One. Oh. And I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so I was there. So you kinda, you have to tell me, how was, how did, what happened? How did this go? Uh, like, So I don't, it's still like. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did it go? Like what, the whole day? Yeah, like, I, I left. I left. Did so I, yeah, after yeah, you left, they were like, "Oh, finally, we can talk about him." No, actually, like we were all upset. <laughs> we were really? all upset. And we just felt like you know we had to keep pushing for you, mm. and we all really, really, really wanted you there. I really wanted you there. Like I told you, I was going to walk across stage with your vest if you wanted me to. Whatever yeah. I could have done to make sure part of you was there, I wanted to happen. But I knew you were going to lose, so I was like, okay, maybe I don't want to walk across stage with his vest. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, when they say it goes by fast, it truly goes by fast. I know, like, you're waiting for the interview part, but right after that happens, you're just, Boom. you're going, going, going. 
Yeah. Like, I just remember all of a sudden it's like the end and I'm having to do the speech. And I was like, girl, I didn't have no speech ready. You don't have a speech ready. No, not for Mr. Sister or not for Mr. Los Angeles. Ooh, you live life on the edge. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> but yeah, it went by fast. Um, when they announced, um, when they were getting ready to announce everybody, they announced Roman. And a part of me thought that Roman, I thought Roman was going to win. Roman or Francisco. And both of them were runner-ups. Yeah. And then I start, once they announced uh, Francisco as first runner-up, and I was like, oh my God, I started looking down the line. I was like, who is it? <laughs> Who is it? Damn it. <laughs> and Alan was next to me, and then all of a sudden they said my name. And girl, I squeezed her hand so hard, I think I might have broke a finger or two. But And they're like, Angel, do you have a Toyota Camry <laughs> with the we need you to move your car? <laughs> it is now being towed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was ah, uh, it was it was huge for me huge it gave me more validation just for who i am and it made me feel like people seen me for me and it was like yeah we're gonna celebrate you and yeah. we love your butch queen femme self you're very extra and it's okay <laughs> which is like i mean I, I maybe less so today but i don't know I, I feel like that's pretty groundbreaking for the leather community very much and that. its history because it's been stuck in an old guard wade yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being hyper-masculine and celebrating that. But at the same time, like, to have someone come up with a clutch purse to Baby, win. That purse moment that I did on stage. So tell us about that moment. Because <laughs> I wasn't there. I have to Actually, there was two moments. There was okay, two moments. Okay. So they ask us our questions. We pull the envelope out of the host's back uh -huh. pocket. So the first question I got, I don't remember what it was. But anyways, so I went to go pull the envelope out, and I had lip gloss inside my vest. Before I answered anything, I grabbed the lip gloss out, and I put the lip gloss on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I answered my question. You fucking bitch. <laughs> so then the next round of questions, I was like, oh, my God, okay. Oh, my God, okay. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because I already gave a moment with the lip gloss. And then all of a sudden, I turned to my handler, Dan Soto, and I was like, girl, go get my purse. He's like, I have to go down all those flights. I said, go get my purse. Poor Dan. Please. <laughs> please. So I had my purse, and I was like, okay, what the fuck am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then I was like, you know what? This is drag. I'm going to have a whole purse first moment. And babe, as soon as I came out... <laughs> <laughs> just seeing everybody's face they were like yes queen seeing all the judges they were living and dying <laughs> and gagged everybody gagged 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 uh and then my question was an amazing question if you had to describe if you're on jimmy come alive and you had to describe what a leather contest was how would you describe it it is a leather beauty contest period drops mic leaves the stage and how what was the crowd reaction to that they loved it. It's so true. Everybody <laughs> laughed. I mean, let's be honest. You can't take this too serious. It's kink. It's sex. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Now, had, did you experience any pushback on that answer? Later no. on? Oh, no. Oh, no. Nobody told me anything bad about it. I didn't hear anything wrong about it. Later on, being out at the bars, people were like, oh, that's the purse. And I'm like, yeah, I carried the purse. Now it's at the leather archives in a glass <laughs> Pretty case. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
this went across the stage for LAL. It's interesting because like my 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 answer may have been fairly similar, maybe with less attitude and a purse, but um but it's it's funny to me because like it is something like yeah, like to take seriously because it does come with a platform and a voice and suddenly people look up to you for whatever what whatever it is but everything but at the same time like it's supposed to be fun and it really is like a competition to select somebody who's going to represent LA as a whole and like do you want someone up there who's very serious do you want someone up there who um can connect with people do you like what are we looking for in a in a in a um you know in someone who's going to going to represent so it's just interesting that you know that's what the judges were looking for that a little day. butch queen yeah. self yeah. yeah and and now that you're saying all of this i don't know if i would have stood a chance up there on that stage <laughs> i know Sorry. i'm gonna be like hi no um, i'm mr bullet girl and- shut up <laughs> shut up with your 101 podcasts <laughs> I, again, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, uh, Alaya was intense. And then right away, I had to prep myself for IML. I only had, I think, like three or four weeks. Were you planning to go anyways, whether or not you went? No, babe. No. 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 I had never you? gone, but I've always wanted to go. But I was like, you know what? No. It's not in the cards for me right now. Yeah. But going, I mean, I heard a lot of stories about it. And everybody's like, you know, it's a good thing that you never experienced it before because you don't know what you're missing out on. As a contestant, you miss out on a lot of Yeah, because the... it's you are scheduled every day. You have something yeah. you've got to do. You have a call time. You're running through everything. Yeah, I thought that you had sucked a lot of cocks because your voice was gone. So let me tell back. you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> in the but host- it wasn't because of the cocks. Uh, in the hosting hotel, there was a bathroom on the first floor. And I had to walk by that bathroom all the time to get to my room. Uh-huh. So in the morning when I was like going to go meet up, I'd run to the bathroom to see if anybody was doing anything. And then at night, finally once I got home, like around to the hotel, like around 1030, I'd go sneak into the bathroom. <laughs> I'm a little fun. They turn the lights off in the bathroom at night, girl. Really? You should come to IMO. Well, what happened to in the bathroom? You know, there's little dicks out everywhere. People were poking me in the butt and in the mouth. <laughs> Oh my god! Some cream was being squirted. I thought it was cream. lotion. You thought it was lotion. Yeah, you there it was moisturizing. Yeah, moisturize. it helped with the bags under my eyes. <laughs> you know, I've heard that before. <laughs> Coated my throat a little bit. But as far as outside of the bathroom, you were scheduled. You were going. Oh no! Yeah, you are scheduled every day, every day. Um, yeah, it was go go go. IML was a huge experience. I'm very thankful I did it once in a lifetime. I would never run for a title and do it again. But how was it different? from the LEL experience? There's a group of 60 of us. Mm-hmm. And we're all within this bubble for like, what, four days? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you're, we're on this road together versus LEL, we're all just separate doing our own thing. Yeah, We're not stuck together during this we're amount of time frame. To yeah. an event and- it's all of us, we're in yeah. the same hotel together. We're having breakfast in the morning together. We're all, it's... Everything's magnified. Yeah. Very, very, oh my God. And not only that, you're competing internationally. These are people from all over the world. Oh, you're giving me chills. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> uh, and 
I'm not saying that none of us for our class were like we are brothers, but the bonding that I had for IML, it was much more intense because we weren't like the height of COVID, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And I wish that our LAL class got to have that bonding experience like IML because yeah. we did miss out on a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it's hella intense. Wow. And you made it to what? Oh, we're going to go there. We're going to go there, babe. Uh, so there is a top 20 that happens. <clears throat> and I thought I did really good. Hell, everybody thought I made top 20. But no, babe, that current closed on me. <laughs> <laughs> the current closed on me. I did take it hard. Um, I felt like for me, the reason why I was going was for visibility for butch queens, people that are like me, and people of color. Mm -hmm. I felt like that's what I, and one then had all of LA on my freaking shoulders, but mm -hmm. I forgot, not that I forgot, but I just carried the weight of all of that on me. And I wanted to carry that weight. Mm -hmm. Not like I was forcing myself, that's something I wanted. And I just felt like at that moment, like I'd let all of those people down. But I don't, in hindsight, I really didn't. I feel like I made everybody proud. I went and did the damn thing. Yeah, I mean, your presence was the representation that we wanted at IML. And I walked across stage with the purse as well. Mm -hmm. The famous purse. No, this was a different one, babe. Oh, a different one. A brand new one. It was a pig. Oh. I had it <laughs> rhinestoned. It was bedazzled. Honey, those crystals you could see from the moon. Okay, I need this purse to put in a glass case and then stamp it. And it was airtight, and we're going to sell it on eBay. Both for... of them. Yes, <laughs> both of them. I'm wow, telling you. Wow, I love that. Yeah. It's like low-key, high-key groundbreaking. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever walked across stage with a purse at IML. I don't think so. I know people have had, like, heels, but nobody's ever walked across stage with a purse. Oh. And reading the crowd, a lot of people liked it, but there was some, some old guard that, that just did didn't like it. like it. Yeah. And that's why I did it to the big old fuck you. Yeah. Move forward. This is the thing is, um, I understand, like, I think we can all understand where the, the old guard is coming from because they were from a time where, Definitely. like, that was the F you to all of the people that would call us fucking faggot mm -hmm. fairy, blah, blah, blah. It's like, fuck you, it can be masculine too. That's what was celebrated. But, like, if we are a culture that goes against the grain, that does say fuck you to the society well the time is now to come out as the butch queens that we are and to own that if that's yes. really who you are to own yourself completely like leathers become so much more than just i would say the tom of finland yeah it's become like own who you are whatever that looks like if you have a heart of leather you're leather mm -hmm. i mean at least that's how i see it maybe maybe i'm not maybe i'm missing something but i mean i don't see it yeah <laughs> no yeah you're right, for sure, 100%. Leather's not just a certain type. Not only that, if you think about it, leather doesn't come just in one form. Mm -hmm. It comes in all forms. Yeah. And so are we. Leather folks come in all different forms. We're not just one type anymore. Well, if you were to go back to IML, would you do anything differently? Oh, Lord. Do you know how many times I thought about this? Oh, God. Um... So for IML, I pulled number one for my number draw. I was not happy with it. Wow, you got last for the LAL. You got first, first for, for IML. <laughs> yeah. Um, nonetheless, if I would do anything different, maybe I just would have stayed up more to fuck. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, honestly, 
I think maybe just more bonding time with the brothers. That's it. Yeah. I feel like I did everything I wanted to do. I attended to everything that I want. I knew there was more I wanted to do, but I could only do so much. And I was happy with what I was able to do. So yeah. do anything differently? Not really. I was upset about the, maybe the things that I, like some of the questions I answered and some of the questions I wish I just would have said, I'm sorry, yeah. ask me something else. And there's no real way, like, you can have as many, I would say, like, uh, mock interviews, but there's really no it's way to prepare. It's never going to prepare you for that moment. Yeah. Not only that, I could have answered the same way on a different time of the month, and it could have had a different outcome. Yeah. It's yeah. it's all for fun. It's not that serious. Have mm-hmm. a good time. Go have sex internationally now. Yeah. <laughs> I know mean, that's what the whole sister title is about, right? Not have fun. Fuck serious. it. Yeah. Create some faggotry. (laughs) Create some faggotry. You heard it here first. I'm coining that. Don't use that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. So you're Mr. Los Angeles Leather 2022. She's here. Do you have any plans with your next year? Um, I'm going to be probably doing like a couple events. Nothing that's really I could speak about yet, Uh but I'm in the works of doing something. I will say in September... Um, myself and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence will be in Long Beach doing a little fundraiser for the Translatin Coalition. Awesome. Awesome. So let's just say in the next year, you have all the money in the world that you need. Mm -hmm. You have all the support from the community that you need. You Mm -hmm. have all the time that you need. And one goal. What would that goal be and how would you accomplish it? I feel like my goal has kind of already been accomplished. It's just visibility. Mm-hmm. I'm here. You have to see me. You're forced to see me. You're forced to recognize that there's a butch queen that's <laughs> representing all of Los Angeles. <laughs> there's no getting away from it. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's already like, that's my win. That's that's all yeah. I ever wanted, to be honest, is just mm-hmm. be visible. I'm definitely visible. For the next class of leather title holders coming up pretty soon, we have competitions yeah. being hosted what would be your word of advice to those running for the first time? Don't do it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Angel. <laughs> no, I'm How kidding. else am I supposed to get my toaster? <laughs> oh, we can go to Out of the Closet, girl. I got like $7. I could buy you one. <laughs> um, no, I've already been getting those questions. People are DMing me. Um, I guess my only piece of advice is just be you. Do not try to fit any cookie cutter of anything. There's no right or right, right or wrong way to represent what leather is. Leather is what it means to you. And you don't have to, another person to ask me, do I have to go buy all this gear? No. You don't need to spend a million freaking dollars and put yourself in debt for gear. You can own two things. How you don't have to even own anything. Yeah. Lead with your heart, that's all that matters. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, before we go, Angel, how can we stay connected with you? How can we reach out? My phone number is nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on Instagram, uh, Mr. Sister Leather 2020. I'm on the Facebook, Angel Rincon. I'm on Twitter, but I don't like to give that out. You just have to search. Only fans. No, I got rid of that <laughs> like the second year of COVID. Got it. Okay. I had it. I started talking to somebody. He was like, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yep. Any last words for our audience? Um, my last words, I'm going to say this. It's not about me. It's about the cum community. I love it. I love it. (laughs) 
Well, for our listeners, as always, you can find me as Leather Talk Mr. Bullet on Instagram and Patreon and Twitter as Brandon Bullet LA. Thanks again for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay kinky. Bye. And now you get to say stay safe, stay healthy, stay kinky. Stay fucking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do what you told me to do. I do my own thing. (laughs) Okay.